0: You're listening to Hey Bitches Podcast, episode 130. Bitches, what is up you guys? It's your girl Carly. Welcome back to Hey Bitches Podcast. Hope you guys are having an incredible day. Today we are back at it again with a new podcast episode all about the boys I have fucked before. Listen, before we dive into this, I need y'all to know I am a To All The Boys stan. I love all of the movies. Noah Centineo can get it any day of the week. And I genuinely have watched, I think, every single movie the day it has came out. I'm a stan. I love it. I haven't read the books. Um, I wish I would have, and I would have known about them before they became a movie, because I hate kind of doing the reversal of it. It makes me kind of not want to read the book as much, but I'm a to-all-the-boys stan. <laughs> okay, bitches. So it has been a wild year for your girl. Okay. We have been through a lot (laughs) over on this uh, corner of the podcasting world. Okay. We know it. We went through a dating detox. We went through the roster phase. There was a lot of drama with past situationships, a lot of drama with the roster in general. There was fights. There was heartbreak. There was fights with my friends. There was losing friendships. There was so much going on. There was business mistakes. I made so much. Okay. There is so much that happened last year and now we're in a new year. Now it's 2022. You know, we're in that time. We're in that vibe where everybody is like, okay, new year, new me, which like, listen, Sometimes I'm like, oh, that's lame and it's stupid. Like, <laughs> you know what? Literally, came okay, Side note: What has been running through my mind lately is the TikTok sound that's like corny, lame. Tomato, tomato, tomato. I'm throwing tomatoes. That's literally like immediately what went through my head when I said lame. But I know that people do think it's lame and corny and all of that to say like New Year, New Me, blah 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 blah. Because obviously, if you wanted to change something or if you wanted to grow into something or if you wanted to X Y Z, you would just do it. Like you wouldn't have to wait for the, the year to reset. And I totally get that sentiment, but. At the same time, I feel like the new year is like such a fun time to just like refresh and restart and just like have like a, a good time. Like just have a like a clean slate. The question is now, okay, I went through all this drama, I went through all this heartbreak, XYZ. How has that shaped my view for the new year? Am I a new bitch? <laughs> Are we sticking with the chaos? Like, who the fuck knows? And if you've listened to the episode, the brand new episode of the podcast, the day one. 2022 episode, you might be like, hmm, well, (laughs) we already know how you feel. And listen, you might, okay? If you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to it. I share with you guys all about how, like, I've really stopped giving a fuck, like, in general. If you guys are interested, go listen to it. But today, I actually wanted to talk about, like, sex and dating and stuff like that specifically, versus I feel like that episode was very much, like, life oriented. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. I feel like as I get older, I'm finally doing that thing (laughs) where everybody, they say it'll happen. But like you don't believe them in the moment, and uh, that is the point in my life where like hookups stop becoming fun. And I know that people complain about it, and they you know are like, oh, like hookup culture sucks, and da da da. And you can be like 20, but like you're still going out and you're still hooking up and you're still doing these things, and like you complain about it, but it's still fun and exciting type of thing. And then there's the period that I'm currently in where I've done it and I've been doing it for a while, and um, it's not fun anymore. <laughs> Even the idea of, like, going out and, like, matching and, like, having these, like, little flirtation flirtationships and doing all these things is not fun to me, okay? I just feel like it's just not fun to me anymore. And I didn't believe people, like I said, when they said that. Like, you get to this point. Because obviously when you're having, like, one of the best times of your life, you're like, mm, it'll never end. I fear I have reached this point. <laughs> I feel like when I started this podcast, I truly was, like fucking thriving. Okay. But maybe not in the healthiest, most evolved way, but like I was thriving. Okay. I was literally just going through a breakup and then I basically got into a relationship immediately after, which then also crashed and burned. And I was wild. Okay. I was having a ton of sex. I was going on a ton of dates. I was having crazy experiences. I was going on trips. I was doing all these things. I was simultaneously building my influencer career while also getting a degree and working a like, Basically almost full-time job. Like my life was hectic and I really enjoyed it because you know, I'm that kind of person like I really enjoy the the, the Chaos if you will I have ADHD you guys know that and I think that I thrive on doing multiple things at once Because if not my brain is doing something like unproductive I was doing a million things and it was crazy and it was fun and like all of this and I was having a great time now As I get older, like I said, I'm still obviously like being wild Like I can't like sit out here and be like all of last year didn't happen and I didn't run like a secret club close friends ranking roster on my Instagram and then make a podcast about it and then literally dump them all except for one and then have his girlfriend send me a DM apparently saying that they've been dating for six months and all of this other bullshit, okay? Because <laughs> that happened. I clearly have been going through it, if you will. I've been having the fun times. I've been doing those things. I have been going on the dates. I've been going on the trips. I've been being dramatic, but it's less fun. I feel like during the summer, like the roster season, it was fun. Like I was like constantly in this like back and forth between so many people and all of this. And it was fun and it was exciting. It was something to put my energy into that. It was, it was fun. It was cool. But like I feel like now it's just not like that. And also too, I don't know like how true this is. Maybe it's true. Obviously I'm not a fucking doctor, but they say that your frontal cortex develops at 25 and I hit 25 in July. And so that like almost is like six months essentially now after I turned 25. So it's like the finalization of my frontal cortex is like, hey, (laughs) it's not fun anymore. We're not trying to be wild and, like, this is a lot more work than it is worth. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's that, maybe it's all the therapy that I've gone to. Maybe I'm just tired of being so emotionally attached to these people in these situations. I don't know, but I do know it's just like less fun lately. It just, simply has been. So, what does that mean for me going forward, you know? Like what what are the vibes going forward? I have a bunch of topics that I want to talk about that I eventually will tie all together into one neat bow, but please follow along because they all kind of go over, all over the place, but they all make sense in the end. I promise. So, the first thing that I want to talk about is the idea of body count. So, essentially, how many people that you have slept with. And here's the thing. This shit is like so taboo and sensitive and you know it's kind of like how you're never what's that saying it's like you're never supposed to ask a woman her age or a man how much money he makes like that type of thing like you're also never supposed to ask anybody how many people they've slept with like or like disclose it or have any type of conversation if somebody asks you lie like that is like the vibe that Growing up and, like, when I started having sex and doing all those things, like, that was the the vibes that we got around the amount of people that you slept with and your body count and stuff like that. I personally have not really cared. Like, even when I first started having sex, even before I started having sex, I don't really care. Like, I really didn't. I don't I, – first of all, it wasn't really my business And as I grow older and obviously as I had more sex and more experience, like it doesn't really matter because the amount of like people that you sleep with, like it it just, it doesn't, it just doesn't matter. Okay. It just doesn't. So when I first started dating my most recent ex, you know, the one that we broke up right before I started the podcast. um, So it's been almost four years now. um, When we first started dating, his body count was probably in like the eighties. And I think mine was probably in like the the 50s, I would say, probably around that time. And like I'm reiterating, like I only bring up the numbers for examples, okay? Like I really don't care how many people someone else has slept with at all, okay? But the biggest thing is like I always want them to be safe and I always want them to be honest with me. That's the biggest thing. So anyway, going back, there was a time recently – I was really kind of going through it with myself about how many people I've slept with and how high my number is now. If we're being completely honest, stopped kind of, like, (laughs) I shouldn't even say stopped counting. Like, I really never had... like a count really to begin with. Obviously when I first started having sex, like it was easy to keep track of because it was only like three people. You know what I mean? But I've really never been the person to be like, uh, like let me count how many people that I have slept with. I've never been that girl with like a phone app note. I know that there's a lot of girls and a lot of guys that do that. A lot of my friends actually do that. I just can't be bothered. Like I just really don't care enough to have that in my life. I truthfully, I'm going to be real with y'all. I barely remember like what anyone looks like that I have slept with in the past, let alone their name. And here's the thing that might be Wylan. You might be like, wait, what the actual fuck? Okay. Listen, for the longest time, I literally was just having sex and having fun. And that just meant like, I I really like the only, the only point was just to have sex and have fun. And that was it. And like not talk to these people again and not do any of those things. Like it just was not that deep or emotional. And it was just like, why would I be so attached or like remember this person or anything like that if I literally would never see them again, especially if we had no type of emotional connection. And then on top of that, if the sex wasn't good, like why, unless the sex was like super horrendously bad and like it made enough of an impact for me to remember it as super bad or if it was super fucking amazing and it made enough of an impact for me to you know remember it in a positive way Most of it is just very mediocre in between. (laughs) Like if I'm being completely honest and I think this is something that I actually run into with the podcast a lot is when I tell people that I have a podcast, their number one reaction is like, are you going to talk about me on this podcast? And for most of the time, like the most people that I'm seeing or sleeping with or whatever, like I would say 90% of the people that I ever see never make it on the podcast ever or if they do it's like a mention in passing or you know there's that like probably one percent of those people that make enough of some type of impact that I do an episode about it but for the most part like most people are just mediocre and they're in the middle and that's not to say that the sex was super bad or it was like you know anything like that it's just it was what it was what it was I've had a lot of like hotel hookups where I'm just like can in, get out like you know that kind of stuff and I just I mean I don't really feel bad about it because at the end of the day, none of these people want to pursue relationships with me. I don't want to pursue relationships with them. Like, why is that taking up space in my brain? I just simply don't need it. Like, why would it stick around in my brain? And so that being said, I do know my number is high. Like if we think about it, like four years ago, it was at 50, it probably is, if not a hundred plus, probably close to the hundreds. And I really attribute this to specifically 2019. Until when I was wild, wild. And that's, I think, when the fir- the podcast, the year before the podcast came out, I believe. No, the year the podcast came out because that was right after my most recent breakup. And if you guys are unfamiliar, essentially, I was in committed relationships for the better part of seven years of my life. And then I broke up with my ex and I've been single ever since. So I've been single for coming on, I believe, four years now. This is like the fourth year that I've been single. I was wild in 2019, I'm really not gonna lie. I was fucking crazy. It's like I lost my mind, but it's because I was finally almost out of this like commitment trap. And that's not to say that I dislike commitment because I really enjoy commitment. It's just like, I was just so used to that thing over and over and over again. And, like, I also say too that when I was in um, a really serious relationship when I was younger, I like turned 18 during then. I did all those things. I was 21 when I was in a relationship. If you guys are confused by that significance as well, 18 is the legal drinking age in the province that I live in. And then, obviously, 21 is the legal drinking age in the US. So, I never had those phases where you like turn 18 and you're single and you're crazy, you turn 21 and you're single and you're crazy and you're having these wild nights. I always had a partner. And like, that's not to say that's a bad thing because what's really nice is when you are, you know, going out and wilding and whatever and trying to be like slutty in the club, you know you can be slutty in the club and your partner will be there for you. And I think that is like what is really fantastic about that certain dynamic. But at the same time, if you go through all of this life only experiencing it with someone, like having these experiences with someone else. Eventually when, or I guess if, please don't come for my neck, but in my case, when that person went away, I was like, wow, I've never experienced anything like this. Like I've only ever done this with a partner. I have never done this alone. So what does that look like for me? Like, what is my life like? And so <laughs> that's when I say I like lost my mind because i At the time, I had a job where I was traveling, and so I was in L.A., I was traveling single for the first time, like, and not like a child, you know what I mean? Like, I was traveling, I was on dating apps. This is also, too, like, when Tinder and Bumble and stuff like that were in their primes, because this was, like, 20, uh, I want to say 18, when I was whiling like that. 2018, I guess, to 2019, I was crazy (laughs) and I was having the best time. Like I was hooking up with everybody. I was going on dates. I was, you know, probably a little bit reckless. I'm not going to lie. I was probably doing some shit that was actually in hindsight, shit that I shouldn't have done. And it's not like bad, bad shit, but it's like, you know, letting people pick me up or like staying over at men's houses after the bar or like doing stuff like that or like texting my random Tinder dates to come pick me up from the bar and all of this, like doing stuff that I wouldn't now do knowing the things that I know and the person that I am. But back then it's like I was invincible and I like couldn't give a single fuck. And so I'm telling you this because it really does wrap back around to the fact that I, you know, first of all, the first of all that I don't remember like a majority of the people that I've slept with because it's really not that deep. And then second of all, my number is quite high. Like it genuinely is because I was wilding for so, so, so long. I think literally last year was probably... The first year that I kind of started to tone it down and get it together, and you might be like, "Tone it down, Carly! You ran a whole summer. What the fuck?" And listen, that should give you some context to how wild I have been in the in the past. Going back to what I said right before that is that recently I was I was really going through it with myself about how many people that I've slept with, and then how high my number was and like coming to that realization it made me feel really bad about myself and you might be like Carly what the fuck like we love this about you we love that you're wild and you do what you want and you're sex positive and you're all these things and I love these things about myself too however I think this is like this is like the very stereotypical philosophical feminist type of thinking but at the end of the day it's very true and it's that here's the thing Mostly, like I felt this way, mostly because society really places an unrealistic expectation on us that we need to have like a quote unquote acceptable number of people that we've slept with. And nobody ever really tells us that number. It's very much like a nuanced thing. It just is like kind of fucked up. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's not even kind of fucked up. It is actually fucked up because We're expected to, you know, only have slept with one person or two people ever, or like be a fucking virgin or whatever. But then also, we're expected to give the best blowjob ever possible in the world and ride dick like a rodeo, like the city girl said. So how do those two correlate? And it's not me saying either that you need to have all of this sex to have all this experience and then be this person's dream person and all of that. Because at the end of the day, like there are so many questions and like. TikToks and everything where people are like, looks are personality. And everybody fucking knows that like looks are the initial attraction and then personality is secondary. But nobody says sex. (laughs) Nobody says, oh, I want to fuck them, which I guess like maybe that goes like within the looks category. But, you know, nobody is out here like, uh, like she looks like she's probably only slept with four people it just it just doesn't make sense at all something I will also add is that the stigma is largely against women in terms of body count how many people that you slept with all of that and it actually is like very helpful, more or less to men, which is, you know, at the end of the day, the re- the reason we need feminism, all of this. But the stigma, like I said, is largely against women and men are actually encouraged to sleep with tons of women and, you know, be those, what's the opposite of man eater, <laughs> the playboys, um, be those types of men that go out and get pussy in the motherfucking club and have these bitches all over them. And, you know, th- there's a whole other argument about rap music and how it glorifies it. And I'm not getting into that. But there is a stigma where men are, I guess, quote unquote, allowed to enjoy sex, have lots of sex, have high numbers or a high body count or have multiple partners or do all of those things and that women are expected to be, you know, very docile family women only want like one man have like one partner ever in their lives. And then also be like fucking wild. It's fucked up. And that is the reason why feminism exists and why, you know, people are, working towards it and working towards equality and all of that, but something that I find are ironic about the stigma that is against women having multiple partners or all of this in the traditional societal eyes is that there's also this unspoken truth about how if women want to have sex, they have tons of options, and if men want to have sex, they have less options, and let me kind of like break that down a little bit and tell you a little bit more about how I feel about it because... A recent study or like a recent stat was released, I think, about Tinder about how men will swipe on 70% of women on the the app. So essentially, these people are just swiping right all day, versus women will only swipe on about 10% of men on the app. So women are, I guess, unsurprisingly, a lot more picky than men. And this really plays into the idea. And I guess I can see where that whole saying comes from that, like, men will fuck anything that moves because the stats really are like they are swiping on everybody just to to hopefully match with someone because women are so picky. What I find ironic about... That type of thing, especially like with this stat, is that because of that, women, often the ones calling the shots, right? They are the ones who are so picky, who are like, oh, if I'm matching with you, it's because I just rejected like 50 fucking people. And if I want to have sex with you, it's because I'm choosing you and not because it's like, you know, super easy to sleep with me. And I think that's a big thing, too. That's a whole nother societal argument that we could be having and all of that. But I just think it's so interesting and it's so ironic that women are put in this box of don't sleep with like so many people in xyz and men are put in this box of be a womanizer and do these things but at the end of the day like they always say that pussy runs the world and like pussy is power and it truly it's true point blank period true even according to the tinder stats because at the end of the day if women don't want to sleep with you you're not going to have sex so how is how are you gonna be this womanizer and obviously this works both ways like if a man doesn't want to sleep with you He doesn't want to sleep with you. But the the point is, is that women always have the upper hand and always have more options. So I think it's weird that they're like shamed for having more partners than men. And I think obviously, too, this probably comes from the fact that men are insecure about it and X, Y, Z. And there's probably a lot of history behind it. But I just wanted to bring that up because it's like kind of fucked up. So going back, though, to how it made me feel, like realizing that my body count was so high and also having all of these societally imposed pressures on me about, I guess, the woman that I should be and the amount of partners that I should have in my roles and like all of the, the societal bullshit, I felt bad. Like, I really did feel bad. I felt, I guess I felt as if I was tainted in a way. Like I had like given pieces of myself over to so many people and somehow that made me less desirable. And I think that we see this so much in movies and we see this in TV and film and social and all of that, where there's that like stereotypical trope of, oh, she's easy. She's slept with everybody so that nobody wants to sleep with her. We actually see this very modernly in terms of women with OnlyFans or women who are porn stars, because everyone's like, oh, well, you fuck everybody for like your job or like everybody's seen your pussy or every and it's fucked up. And like, we all know that that is not the thinking that should be behind it, but it is a stigma that they face, which I mean, I'm hoping that we move away from because like I said, it's fucked up. That again is that bullshit societal pressure thing. And that's kind of how I was feeling. Like I felt because I had slept with so many people, I've had these interactions and my number was so high or X, Y, Z, somebody was going to find out that, oh, I've slept with like a hundred plus people. And they're going to be like, mm, she's a fucking slut. Or like everybody has slept with her or blah, 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 blah. Or like, "Uh, I would date her, but her number is high. Like it, it was just all of these insecurities and all of these feelings and whatnot in my head about things that like, I wasn't even experiencing. That's another big thing, too. And that's a big thing about societal pressure and, like, historical trauma and, like, oppression and stuff like that is that – none of it could actually be happening to you. But because we're still seeing it in things like TV and film and social and the perpetuation of it, it still fucks you up, even if it's not even happening to you. So I was going through it where I was like, am I fucking trash? Like, am I a piece of shit because I've slept with so many people? And I mean, the answer obviously is no, but it was really fucking me up. And so I will say that, I have not had the body count discussion with anyone in a very long time, like a very long time. I think that when I was younger and everybody was kind of starting to have sex, like that's when I think that it was more prevalent because I think it was less like, uh, how many people have you slept with? And more like I was like 19. And what if this person was also 19, but I lost my virginity at like 17 and they lost their virginity last week. It's like, okay, they were kind of asking me more so to gauge experience levels, like when you're younger versus I feel like when you're older and it's obvious that we've been having sex for years or we've had partners and all of this where it's just like, what what do you gain out of this? Like, what, what is the gain from you knowing how many people that I've slept with? I don't understand. I get that, you know, things that you can ask people or have you been tested recently? How many like current partners you having sex with without a condom? Those are questions that I'm totally like, yeah, we can have this conversation because it's less about, you know, how many people are, have you slept with or are you sleeping with? And it's more about, it's a matter of like the other person's health. And I think that's obviously a place to have that conversation because if I'm sleeping with someone and we're having sex raw, I don't want him to be sleeping with someone else who he's also having sex raw with. And then she's having sex, like, you know what I mean? So having those conversations is totally fine. But having the conversation of like, how many people have you slept with that's unproductive? Like it just doesn't make sense to me. And like I said, I haven't had that conversation in a very long time. And all of these feelings are kind of just in my head. Now, here's the thing. A big reason I feel like it stresses me out is that I truly do kind of see myself in an upwards trajectory. I see myself rocketing to this next level of influencerism, of the celebrity socialitism, to being this like public figure. This also kind of seems like a place where I'd be stigmatized, for having slept with like a quote unquote unacceptable amount of people. Because now I'm suddenly in front of the eyes of a ton of people. And while I'd be living my best life and being like this this dream version of Carly, it opens my, my life, I guess, up to a lot of scrutiny and a lot of consistent patriarchal bullshit. And that is a big reason why it really kind of has been stressing me out because I can see myself in this life, but I'm like, what does that mean in terms of the life that I've already lived? Now, here's a, a slight pivot and some topics and you know whatever that I want to address very quickly, okay? This leads me into another topic that I wanna talk about, which is hoe phases, which is, you know, AKA the time after a breakup or a trauma or a big event where we're basically all seeking validation through sex or partnership, okay? And I know it's a read, I'm reading myself, too, because it happens. That's literally what happens when you have a ho phase most, most of the time after a breakup or any type of traumatic event. OK, so when we go through a breakup, obviously it hurts. It's painful. Right. And regardless of there's they always say that like women feel pain first and then as they move on, they heal versus like men don't feel it. And then as they move on, they realize what they've lost. But either way, like when you've lost this person that's been so consistent in your life, like you want comfort. But here's the thing. I guess you want comfort, but you don't want it from your friends. You don't want your friends telling you you're going to be okay. And you don't want to eat like the fourth tub of ice cream this week. And you don't want to have another girl's night. What you want is someone to like kiss. You want somebody to cuddle you. You want to have physical interaction. You want to have sex. You want to orgasm. You want to go on a date. You want to do these things because That is different than hanging out with your girlfriends all the time. That in a way is soothing your ego and making it hurt less because you are being desired by someone instead of working through your pain and your bullshit, okay? I am not against the hoe phase. (laughs) I need y'all to hear me on that. I'm not judging you for a hoe phase. I am not judging you for seeking validation in sex after a breakup. I am not doing any of that because we know that I literally started this podcast after going through a breakup with someone that I was seeking validation in after my most recent breakup, okay? I am not the one to be judging you at shit, okay? But looking back on my experiences, I sometimes wonder if I should have started therapy earlier and then healed my obvious relationship trauma, which I guess didn't even really become obvious to me until last year, which is so wild to think how you know, your hindsight is always 2020, 20, but like it really didn't become obvious to me because I thought I was mature and I was grown because I went through all of these experiences so young. And in a way, I was because I did go through those experiences and I learned. but at the same time, I was not healed. <laughs> I had relationship trauma. For days. Okay. And I think back and I'm like, should I have done as much of a hoe phase? Like, should I just fucking heal myself? Would I be different now? Would I be married right now? All this kind of stuff. And like I said, hindsight is always 2020, but I can't go back. I can't go back and change anything that I've done. And it's also like shaped me into the person that I am today and the way that I think and how I carry myself in life. But I do think about it often. I do think about the, I guess, tying these two points together, the, the point that I just made about body count and hoe phases is I really think about what if I didn't have so many hoe phases or what if I didn't have such a long hoe phase, my body count would be lower. I would be more desirable. I would be less stigmatized. I would be more of this quote unquote perfect woman. I would be X, Y, Z. And tying, like, tying those two together, I look back and I, I think about it. And I think about it often and it's fucked up. Like I've said so many times, it's fucked up to think like that, but we have imposed patriarchal bullshit, patriarchal, patriarchal bullshit, um, that has been thrust upon us for years. And so I will say, and I guess tying it all together, the energy that 2022 really has been bringing me lately In terms of dating and sex and hookup culture and you know, hoe phases and all of that stuff, is I'm bored and I'm unimpressed by every single man that I have had an interaction with in the past. And this doesn't even mean in the past like one year. This is people who are coming back into my life from years ago, and I'm bored by every single one of them. I'm talking literally like January 1st, 12 a.m. Ghosts of boys that I've fucked before flooding my texts with Happy New Year, or like the Merry Christmases, asking me out on dates, all of this. And I just couldn't fucking care less. And I think that I feel this way because I feel like if they felt the way that they are trying to feel right now about me, They should have made it clear and not waited until the new year. And this, I think ties back to the conversation we had right at the beginning of the new year, where new year knew me is corny and lame in certain areas. And this is the one I, why did you need to wait until January 1st to have this conversation with me? Why didn't you address it when you felt it? Like what is going on here? And I think that that is a turnoff for me. Honestly, I think that all the people who are reaching back out to me and stuff, it's a turnoff for me. And I don't like it. And I've been very unimpressed and I've been very bored. And I've just been very not into it with all of these people. And I also have no desire to meet new people right now. I've deleted all my dating apps, which I've said, all, <laughs> I think, like a number of times on this podcast. And who knows if that'll actually stick. But as of right now, I've deleted all my my dating apps. I don't like really care. I feel like everything is so the same with the way that hookup culture is, the way that dating apps are. None of it is new. None of it is exciting. None of it is bringing different energy. And I just don't want to be a part of it. And I think because of that, that's a really big reason why I'm like phasing out of the hoe era. At the end of the day, I used to be very impressed by the smallest things, but I feel like as I grow up and my business gets bigger and I can support myself more and I go through more therapy and I have more life experiences and I learn all of these things, I am largely unimpressed with men who are pursuing me because so many of them don't feel like an equal match and I don't want to put the energy into it. I feel like 2022 for me is the year of protecting my energy and not giving people these like pieces of me if it's not worth it. And I do need to just kind of clarify that really quick because I know we talked about it when I was talking about sex and about the toxic idea of if I gave my myself over to all of these people, it was like I was giving my, my pieces away and whatever and it made me less desirable. That is not how I mean it in this context, okay? I mean, I don't want to continue to give away my time and my energy and all of that To people who are not matching me or what I want or anything just because they think I'm hot or we have good conversation or like we had good sex but like, I don't want to be in the limbo. I don't want to be in the hookup culture purgatory anymore. And I think it's just growing up and realizing kind of more of what I want out of life and having less of that ho phase, fun era, hookup culture era. And I'm moving into kind of more that quote unquote matured era. Like I said, I'm also only 25. I don't have to be like 60 years old tomorrow. You know what I mean? But I'm just moving into that new phase of it. And maybe that means, okay, now I'm seeking out partners who I feel as though are equal matches for me. And I also need to say equal match doesn't mean we have to make the same money or live the same life or be in the same career. But like, are you there mentally with me? Do we have the same things in common that you're passionate about? Like, I don't mean like, oh, I read this book and you read this book and we have this in common. I mean, like, are you passionate about what you're doing? Do do we have the same like drive level of our respective interests? Like, do we have that going on? Because like I said, I think I was largely unimp- like I was, I guess, largely impressed by the smaller things. I was like, oh, this is so fascinating. And I've said this before on the podcast too. And I hope I don't get flack for it, but when people have normal jobs, aka like not influencer, not social media types of jobs, I actually find it fascinating because I don't live that life. And I think that people feel that way, obviously, about my job. And they want to ask me questions about my job, but I love it when people have normal jobs because I think it's like that sense of normalcy that I can almost like be a part of vicariously because I don't have a nine to five. I don't have like a company registered RRSP. I you know pay income taxes. I don't get a, t- a tax refund. So I was impressed by all these small things because they were like my my crutch or my tie to normalcy. And I think that I've kind of worked through that and I've kind of gotten over it. And I do need someone who is in that equal match type of range. And that really is the energy that I feel like I need to bring into 2022. And so to, to round the points out, I guess, is that body count doesn't fucking matter. It is an imposed patriarchal bullshit idea that literally suppresses women and makes them feel like uh I, if I sleep with so and so many people I'm a fucking whore and nobody wants me and it benefits men because all of these other like old boys club people are dapping these people up like oh my god you slept with this bitch body count doesn't fucking matter and it really never should fuck the patriarchy secondly hoe phases are no longer for me but I see y'all if you're in a hoe phase, okay? I see you. Actually, on that point, I do need to say, maybe I will just have an elevated hoe phase. Maybe it's less about being impressed by the small stuff and now I'm having a hoe phase with people who are at my match. I don't know because we haven't, we're only three days into the new year when I'm recording this, okay? Who fucking knows? But I could now suddenly have a high class, high value man ho phase. We don't know. If I do, I guess we'll hear about it on the podcast, but I'm tired of this low level, low effort, low energy, same old, same old hookup culture, ho phase bullshit of my own. I'm tired of it and I'm done. I'm not entertaining it for 2022. Point blank period. Point blank period. Something else I would like to say to all of the boys that I have fucked before. If you're hate listening to this podcast, if you're someone's new girlfriend who is angry listening to this podcast, if you hate my fucking guts, or maybe you like really enjoy the podcast and we had a really good parting way, I appreciate you. Thank you for that. But I just need to say thank you guys. Thanks. We obviously had some good times. We have obviously had some bad times. We have had lots of probably moments of learning. We have had lots of moments of growing, lots of moments of drama and uh, everything in between. But thank you for that because you really have shaped me into the person that I am, allowed me to get to this point in my life. And without y'all, I could never be here. So shout out to you guys. Shout out to all the boys that I have fucked before. You had a hand and probably a lot of other things. (laughs) I can't believe I just... I can't believe I just said that you had a hand in because you had a hand in making me who I am today. Lord. So listen, thank you for everything that you've done. Like I said, I wouldn't change anything about how it's gone down. I'm happy I've documented it. I can't wait to listen back to this when I'm like married and like super happy and all of that and be like, wow, these are the transformative moments that I went through. But I wouldn't change anything about where I'm at, how I got to this point, all of it. But I think the pursuit of chaos low-level chaos, it might be over for me when it comes to dating. And I'm excited to open the next chapter as I close this one in my life. Obviously, that being said, there, there's still going to be chaos on the podcast. Don't get me wrong. I have a lot of stories. I have a lot of life that I need to share on this podcast. And I will have a lot of guests that also will be sharing their lives on this podcast. But for me, who knows? Who knows what will happen next, but I wanted to have this conversation. I feel like this was like a good one. I feel like this is a good start of the year. Get it off my chest. Set the tone type of podcast. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. That is it for today's episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to screenshot this episode and share it over on Instagram and tag me at Podcast. I would absolutely love to chat shit with you guys in the DMs about today's episode. Before you go, make sure to subscribe to Hey Bitches wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're an Apple podcast listener, make sure to give the show a five-star rating and review. It really does help me out and I would really appreciate it. I love you guys so much. I hope you guys have an incredible day. And for now, bye-bye, bitch.